Welcome to Berated, Berated Conversations. Join us as we talk to the creative people behind the independent movies and get the behind-the-scenes stories. Welcome to Berated, Berated Conversations. This week we talk to Brett DeYeager, director of Bone Jangles and the upcoming anthology film Cryptids. He talked about the creation of the Bone Jangles character and his upcoming film To The Max. We hope you enjoy this conversation. I watched Bone Jangles. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a really fun sober? movie. <laughs> I, I mean, during the day, so yeah, I kind of had to be. But nah. <laughs> <clears throat> it, it's super fun. It's, uh, I mean, I know, like for the like for the like the serious horror crowd, this is like yeah. this is going to be the fun stuff. So it's not going to be like like super super intense, but. I mean, there are like it's for me. I, I enjoyed it. It was great. Thank you. Like the story behind it, just an amazing idea, right? I mean, like, oh yeah, like it, like uh, you can probably speak to this how you came up with the whole concept, sure. but I can see how like it can e- it can easily turn into like ten ten pounds of shit in a five pound bag because you have like. Uh, an undead serial killer, zombies, a succubus, like, and, and, and a whole town. And it's like, there's a lot going on here, but I feel like it's very well balanced. Thanks. It, you know, it's, it's crazy to think that it's been that long ago since we filmed it. Um, and the original plan, there's three of them. There's two more scripts completely done. They've been done for a sequel and to fill out the trilogy, they've been done for when we filmed the first one. Um, so it, it, it carries on the story and they each get crazier and crazier, but in a good way. Um, but we never got around. We tried, tried raising some money for the second one um, during a bad time when crowdfunding was really saturated. Um, and that didn't, uh, we weren't as successful. Um, but it was, you know, so Keith Melcher wrote it, um, and he is also the one that um, starred as Bone Jangles himself because we had wow. several actors that uh, we had wanted to play the the title character, but we couldn't afford them. They were all like, not in your lifetime you know we would we would reach out to their agents and they would read the script or whatever and they would pretty much laugh at us and uh we didn't have a ton of money um and so we decided keith you're our best bet you are free we won't you know so he was he was going to be there anyways was one less mouth to feed on set for you know 30 days um because we were all together for 30 days pretty much straight through for a month. Oh, wow. 30, yeah. 30 days. Yeah. That's we did. A, we had a, a six day, six day on one day off, six days, on, <laughs> one day off. Um, so I mean, we filmed six days in a row, pretty much 12 hours a day. And then we had Sundays off and then we went back and filmed another week straight through. And one, one day we actually filmed 22 hours. Damn. Um, wow. And it, Keith, I remember Keith couldn't get his boots off because they were so swollen. We thought we had to take him to the hospital. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I I feel like the the movies with you know less budget and more you know like people in the production being in the movie. It like 
you would think that it wouldn't work out well, but I feel like there's just more like effort and more heart that you see sure. in the movie. Yeah. I mean, I got that. <clears throat> well, part of, part of it was too, we filmed in this abandoned town in South Dakota. Um, literally it was an abandoned town. There was no gas stations. There was no, there was no nothing. Um, and we, we live, we rented out this old, uh, abandoned, um, elementary school that one of like a connection that we had, they owned it and they used it for like a hunting lodge when they went hunting out in South Dakota. So our bedrooms were in these classrooms that we had plywood up as dividers. And then for like our, our rec room was like just this gym, you know, or hallway and, uh, and so we all lived there, all the actors, everybody, we lived there for like a month. That's pretty funny. Did you guys eat in the cafeteria? Uh, the cafeteria was actually, the cafeteria was in the basement and that's where they cleaned all of their, their game that they hunted. What so there was like hell? blood and guts and feathers Ugh. everywhere. So we couldn't go, we couldn't go in there cause it was like their cleaning area. That's crazy. Yeah. But I mean, so you had um, like Bone Jangles is a really cool character. Like I like the the like the the prosthetics or, or whatever you call it. It's like it doesn't look like a dude in a mask like sure. in a lot of movies. There was like some thought put into it. It was it was really cool. Which there was no thought put into it, actually. <laughs> so the story behind that is. Uh, I don't know if I've talked about this on any other interviews I did when the Bone Jangles originally came out. We hired a uh, special effects artist, um, and he was designing the Bone Jangles face prosthetics. We had like these animatronic uh, zombie dogs and all these things, and we paid this guy um, up front for the materials and stuff, and he kept sending us like like artist renderings and stuff like that. And like two weeks before we were going to begin to film, he disappeared. He moved out of his apartment, shut off his phone, emails, anything. So he took all the money we gave him and disappeared. So we had nothing. And so we were going to, we were filming in like two weeks. We had no bone jangles uh, face or anything. So um, we hired a, I hired a guy, um, Ben Gersh, and he was just starting out. I met him in college and he was like, sure, I'll quit my day job and I'll come out there and work for free. Um, and so part of the first week we were filming, that's why you'll see some of the scenes where you only see like part of Bone Jangles, his face, because Ben was in this old warehouse while we were filming, he was designing the bone jangles himself as we were filming. So there's parts that we weren't even done finished designing bone jangles and we were filming him because he was creating the character as we were filming. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it was wow. intense. And so we always, I always credit Ben for that because he, uh, he had no money to work with, no nothing. And here he is in this dingy warehouse with like <laughs> nothing in creating bone jangles yeah that's crazy yeah. and you had i mean because we've kind of we followed reggie banister along a little bit you yeah. we watched some of the phantasm so far bloody bible camp 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Dave Kerr mentioned to us that he was supposed to be the sheriff in uh, uh, Bloody Summer Camp. Sure. And like, but he like th- his role. It do- it definitely does feel like more than like a cameo or a you know like a like a bit part or whatever. Like sure. it, it feels impactful. So Reggie was phenomenal as a person, as a human being. I, I hadn't, um, I hadn't ever met him before, worked with him before. And we were looking at actors for that. And he obviously phantasm and all, you know, he was one of those cult actors that we really thought would do justice to the part. Um, and so we reached out, we were working with his manager who is his um, wife um, and they loved the script. And so they agreed and so we flew him out from California to South Dakota, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and we we filmed it. We filmed his part a separate from pretty much the rest of the cast because the movie we had we had already finished filming the movie for a couple months. So his his role we we filmed several months after we wrapped principal photography on the rest oh, of no. it. But um, everybody loved him. He was he's such a genuine guy. Um, super loves the you know the film the film horror community for sure. Yeah, you can definitely see that that he mm-hmm. just has a passion for for horror. Yep. But uh, sorry, Brian, go ahead. No, I was going to say like, where'd the idea come up from? Like, that's a big one, you know, because it's like <laughs> just even like the previews, how they're just like, hey. This town, I don't want to, you know, spoil a bunch of. They're like, this town has this wrong with it, so we should do this to maintain. It's like the people that, you know, there's too many mice in my house, so let's just buy a bunch of cats and put all the cats in the house. And then you're just like, well, shit, now there's too many cats in my house. Now what do you do? You know. So, I got brought on um, the project um, after the script was completely done. They were. Um, I had just directed uh, Legend of Cooley Moon, had the premiere. Um, and so on the red carpet event for the Cooley Moon, um, I had met um, Sean O'Connell from Labyrinth Films. They had come down from Aberdeen and I hadn't known them at all. They were just random. And I met them at the red carpet event at the after party. And they said, hey, we're producing um, a movie. And we're looking for to hire a director um, to to direct it. Um, would you be interested in it? And I said, yeah, absolutely. Um, send me the script. And so Keith Melcher, who wrote it, sent me the script. And um, it was so crazy. The script was so crazy. He ended up we ended up having to tone it down a bit because um, <laughs> because, well, the budget. I mean, there was like it was crazy. And uh so we had to tone it down when when reality was, you know, there were so many options that we could have taken, but real, you know, the reality was for our budget and whatnot, Keith had to make some, you know, he had to take away some of his favorite parts to it. But um, you know, if if you guys are interested in in really a great screenwriter, Keith Melcher um is still writing movie scripts. And, and he has so many that he writes, but he, they never get produced. So he just writes for the fun of it. And I know that he is always willing to, for any filmmaker out there that's looking to option a horror movie that is in the vein of Bone Jangles, um, 
reach out to him because he is one of the most nicest guys you'll ever meet. And he's always willing to collaborate and meet other filmmakers. That's awesome. Yeah. We could uh, mention that to a few people that we've talked to. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, <clears throat> uh, what was I going to say? Do you have a question, Brian? Because I, my my mind is short circuiting right now. <laughs> no, do I? I mean, just even like it's worth. I guess we can say that it's worth trying to find it. Like you know, I know Jugger's like, did you watch it sober? Yeah, it's a like the entire concept behind it is just amazing. You know, like that's a big thing. Like we get asked it a lot. Like, why are you guys watching these movies? Like, why aren't you doing this? Are you a film critic? We're like, no. Like, we genuinely like watching, you know, like these indie films because they have such great ideas. And then, like, even this one, like when we started watching, it's just you sit and you're just like, what the hell? Like, why hasn't more people thought of this exact same thing? You know. And so it's good. And then Anthony's like, no, it's a trilogy. I was like, what the hell? Like. Yeah, but it is worth it. I think Anthony ended up, uh, we were searching for it, and the internet lies, just telling you that. It's like, oh, on Voodoo, you can get this one. And then one thing said Amazon had it, or Tubi had it, but I think Anthony ended up just buying the, did you get the du- the Blu-ray, or just the DVD? DVD, just yeah. the DVD. So, anybody's listening. got it from? Uh, I think it was eBay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I... I don't know um, who even owns the rights to it when it ends. Like, obviously, we went through a distribution company, Wild Eye Releasing. I think our our time with them, our contract, should be up already. I'm not sure. I only own a very small portion of the rights to it. Um, but I do know Keith and I still have the pipe dream of – of filming, directing, you know, uh, the second one, the sequel and the third one. And, you know, I mean, and maybe it's been long enough now in between to, to maybe revive that. Um, cause I know a lot of the, you know, the original cast, they want, they're willing to come back. They want to come back. Um, and so it might be, you know, in the script, this for the sequel is written where there is a significant time difference between the first and the second. So it doesn't happen continuously because we knew that we were going to, it was going to take a few years to, to get the money for it. So that would answer the question. Like, why was there such a time, you know, time lapse between them? So maybe, maybe now is the time to, um, to bring it back. Oh yeah. We'd love to see it. Definitely. No, there's just, uh, what do you call it? How you were saying it's now I forgot. No, with the whole of it being like recorded and everything, like so, you said that all the scripts and everything were done. Like all three of them were done when you did the first one. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep, that's awesome. So it was, you know, I mean, we would have absolutely have loved to to film them back to back to back, and at one point that was something that we really wanted to try to do. Um, but you know, money is king, and yeah, we did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh know. definitely. Um, and kind of like moving into um, 
what you're what you're working on or what you have been working on, what's kind of more recent um, sure. cryptids, which mm-hmm. I saw it won the jury prize at uh, what was it Crimson Screen? I forget which festival it was. <clears throat> yep. But yeah. Um, like that looks like a really cool anthology film, which uh, I know like Joe Bob Briggs is in the wraparound segment. Mm-hmm. as the radio show host. Um, it, is there anything you can tell us about cryptids? Yeah. So, you know, obviously you have Justin and Zane, they, they, they're producing it and they, they're doing, a, I mean, obviously they do, they do a phenomenal job. You know, they got the barn, the barn too, yeah. you know, the barn, the barn too. Um, Bone Jangles actually kind of got me that gig at cryptids. Um, so I have a segment that I directed, um, called the Hopkinsville Goblins. Um, so that's my, that's my segment um, within the movie Cryptids. And, um, you know, it's about the, the lore of the Hop- Hopkinsville Goblins. Um, so, but that, I mean, we filmed that several years back and I'm, and I'm, so I'm really happy to see now that the movie is, you know, has legs and is, is coming out to the, you know, the mass audiences. That's awesome. That's crazy that it, uh, that, I mean, you, you do it that long ago and it takes years to, to see it. It's got to feel yeah. weird. I filmed mine, my segment five or six years ago. <laughs> so it's been, it's been, you know, sitting, you know, just like the studios, they just shelve product or projects for a while. Wow. And then they, you know, when the time is right, they, you know, they release it. And I think, you know, um, for me, I'm, I'm glad because I haven't been very active in the, you know, the filming community for the last couple of years. Um, and that's, you know, obviously that's going to change here coming up, but um, it's, it's a great timing for me. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so is there any, like, anything you can tell us about your segment? Like, what is it? Uh, like, what is it about? Like, what sure. can we expect? Yep. So, you know, basically with cryptids, it's, it's an anthology about all these different, you know, um, mythologies of creatures and whatnot. And so my segment, I researched, um, the story about, um, these goblins that, um, were kind of haunting this family down in Hopkinsville. And, uh, you know, obviously, um, the lore says that, you know, they float and their eyes are glowing and they like to kind of like taunt their, you know, their families that, you know, that they're stalking and whatnot. And so um, I use that as motivation or, or ambition and um, to um, write my segment. And um, yeah, so my, you know, they, they take place, it takes place on Halloween night. So it's got a lot of Halloween, you know, nostalgia to it. Um and, uh, yeah, so the rest is, I guess you'll have to see it, but it's, uh, I think, I think it's going to be a really good anthology for people that, that enjoy a well thought out, um, you know, movie. Definitely. Um, well, that's and- a real town Hopkinsville. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. I think that makes it, you know, so much better. Um, what do you call it? Like when I used to live in this town and like right beside it was like a, a reservation. And so we'd hear like the stories of, you know, 
all these things that happen where it's like, if I saw it in a movie, I'd be like, that's not scary like at all. But then it's like, hey, guess what, bitch? It's like six miles down the road. I'd be like, what? <laughs> Hold on a second. You know, it makes it that much, you know, better that it's right. actual someone that could have like some kind of like backstory to it and everything like that. Like, for instance, what was it? Uh, Million Dollar Baby. I thought that movie sucked so bad. And I had an employee and she was um, the state's like number one female boxer. And so I came to work and I was like, God, that movie sucks. And she's like, you know, it's a true story. I was like, what? It's like, yeah, that's a hundred percent true story. And I was like, holy shit. Like that makes that movie Instantly. like a million times better. Mm-hmm. Like, God, like who really thinks of that? Story? Like I was so angry. I was like, why would somebody put this movie like that? And it's like, uh, nope, it's real. I was like, holy hell, never mind. That's a great movie then. (laughs) But just knowing the things, like, I know, uh, what do you call it? My younger brother, uh, when we live in that town, my mom's like, if you do any of these things, you know, like, there's more, okay, if you park your vehicle on the, whatever, on the railroad tracks, then baby hands will go and they'll push your thing up. So that, he's like, that's not going to happen. And then sure enough, something happened. He's like, what the hell? He got grounded. My mom grounded him in high school. You know how embarrassing that is? be grounded in high school but he goes and there's like little he's like i'm not gonna say you know like he's still skeptic about it and you know he's like there was like you've seen my brother like we actually just went and came back from like a zoo and he compared his hands like a gorilla's hands his hands are like bigger than the gorilla's hands and he's like so he's like you know, there was some weird handprints on the back of it. He's like, but it could have been, you know, somebody touching it and then dragging it and then putting their hand. He's like, or it could have been like super, super small. He's like, but you know, am I a believer? He's like, no, but something weird did happen that night. He's like, but I'm not going to say what I believe it was or anything like that. But yeah, my mom was so pissed, but that just makes it that much better that it's actually, you know, some kind of like truth behind it. If you like what you're hearing, please check out our website at beratedberatedmovies.com. And if you have any comments or suggestions for us, email us at beratedberatedmovies at gmail.com. If you would like to hear your comments on an episode, leave us an audio message on our SpeakPipe link on the website. Also, check out our movie commentaries on the Berated B-Rated Movies podcast available on all major podcast platforms. Now let's get back to the conversation. Right. And, you know, for my segment, we we really wanted to do go back to old school like puppets, like puppeteering and whatnot. So like our goblins were actual, you know, real goblin, you know, in not real goblins, but you know what I mean? Like where they were actually like puppeteers and stuff. So and we didn't want to have to use visual effects for them. Oh, wow. So. That's awesome, though. Like I, that is really I, I've noticed. Kind of the push is practical now, right? Because you kind of see that, like a lot of Hollywood films are going special effects, special effects. Mm-hmm. Avatar was not any special effects, really. <laughs> the dude lives down the street from me, man. <laughs> no, I think another now that came back Sorry. to me was uh, what the whole like. Um, with bone jangles, you know, like you have to take some time out. Like we like the the jokes and the funny things that were going in while it was going on. Because if you can't be in real life and making jokes and making fun of yourself and, yeah. you know, like inappropriate times to make inappropriate sayings, you know, then 
I don't know, what do you do with your life, man? You know, <laughs> so watching some of them, even when this stuff's going on, when they're like, oh, yeah, we got to transport this person over to this town. It's like, God, like, what a shitty job in the first place. But then they're making jokes about it when they have to switch seats and everything. You're just like, see, like, that's the type of stuff I think that, like, we would do I, instead of know, being afraid. It's crazy just because I haven't talked about Bonjangles in years. <laughs> and uh, all these core memories that I made filming, directing it are coming back. And, and you know, the transport scene, you know, here I am. We're in this old school parking lot with this $500 van that we bought the day before. And here Zeke, the producer, is in the morning spray painting it black with these cans of spray paint. <laughs> and we're filming it. And in order to get it to like look like we're transporting, I have the, this – I'm holding this monitor from the outside, but I'm on top of the van jumping on it to make it look like it's wobbling God. and directing scenes while I'm on top of the van. And, uh, and you know, most of it, we, did, we had no idea – like what the scene was even going to look like 20 minutes before it, because we were rushing to come up with where are we even going to film this scene? But the nice thing is we were in that elementary school that we were able to just use every, every nook and cranny to our advantage, you know, set dressing and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. That's awesome. Though. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> um, I was going to ask like, what were the, uh, the movies that, um, like that kind of like formed your your horror tastes when you started or when you grew up yeah so you know i'm a big fan of you know i like all types of horror movies but i for me i like movies that have a little sense of humor because um they're rewatchable you know, and for me, I want to be able to, you know, if I love a horror movie, I want to be able to watch it over and over again as time goes on. So, like, you know, if it only relies on intense scares and jump scares, then you watch it once. For me personally, that's that's probably enough for me because I know what's coming. If you have like a movie like Scream or House, House 2, House 3, wow. Friday the 13th, you know, um ghoulies you have all of those you know you know the return of the living dead those that are fun to watch you have some humor you have some horror elements i think that is you know what i strive to to replicate um in my own movies because i feel like people can watch them over and over again and not and not feel like they've seen it you know before Oh yeah, no, like you, you definitely kind of, kind of did that because it's like you have the the town hero, but the town hero is not this like super sweet nice guy. He's a bit of a dick, and <laughs> like it's it's like the town hero that has been the town hero for too long, and we now he's, he's become like the town dickhead. Like, yeah, <laughs> we've all known that person in real life. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's tired of having to save everybody, man. Remember that time I did that thing? Yeah. It was awesome. It's, <laughs> like it's always that at dude. the reunion, too. Every it's like reunion. The, the dude from uh, Cloud with a Chance of Meatballs, where he became yeah. famous putting that sardines in his butt. I said, <laughs> and his butt, not sardines in his butt. 
for people that are going to be like, I heard what you said, you bastard. No. And then he's like, oh, what are you doing? Second cans of sardines with me and a baby? Sorry, I got a little kid, and so I can probably quote that whole movie. <laughs> so I swear to God, that's all they play at the dentist's office, too. And I was like, God damn it. I guarantee when we go, they're going to be on this scene. Sure enough. Anyways, <laughs> that's the same guy where he just lives in that town. He thinks he's famous and everything. But, yeah, this guy, he had to do it, man. He was just tired of saving everybody. <laughs> but um, you want to go to the hard-hitting questions, Brian? Uh-oh. Are we ready? <laughs> I think we're ready. Well, I mean, we cheated. Before we start recording, we're like, hey, just a heads up. But is that good? Yeah. Or do you think we should keep giving it a, like a blind side with these hard-hitting questions? You guys do whatever you do. <laughs> I've been asked pretty much everything over the years. All, All right. right. Yeah. Because sometimes people just seem like genuinely surprised. They're like, oh, I wasn't ready. I don't, I, I, I can't think of a bunch of movies to, you know, recommend or whatever. I'm not so. the president. You guys can just <laughs> throw questions at me. I don't care. The address. <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> uh, so, uh, oh, go ahead. Who's going? I was going to say, you know, you kind of mentioned some stuff with Cryptid and stuff, but is there anything else that you are working on that you can give us the complete ending and spoil everything on it? Or um, <laughs> No, anything that you're working on that will not get you in trouble. Yes. We had we talked with somebody and he's like, yeah, and then he tells us and then like emails us like, I don't know, five minutes later. He's like, hey, guys, come to think about it. No, delete that section, please. And we're just like, all right. So I guess we have to just make sure we're like, all right, are you sure you won't get yeah. in trouble? We won't get in trouble. You can I, tell you me know, <laughs> I kind of make my own rules. So if they want to get mad at me, they can get mad at me. They just don't have to hire me again. That's fine by me. <laughs> I can do everything though. Um, you know, I've, I've, there's, there's always so many projects going on that, I, you know, that I want to be a part of, but then, you know, something happens where like timing doesn't work out or, you know, funding falls through. Um, and I really haven't filmed anything in like three years, to be honest. And um, I have a project that we're working on right now that is going to be my big, you know, um, my narcissism is showing my big comeback, <laughs> like phone jangles <laughs> fell off the face of the earth. Now it's my big comeback, like, uh, you know, and I'm taking a lot of uh, inspiration from Spielberg um, and, you know, you know, Attack of the Killer Clowns Ooh. and Night of the Comet and, okay. you know, those types of movies and coming back. The movie's called To the Max. Um, and oh, yeah, I posted I a you know kind of like that. a mock-up VHS of it um, because you know that kind of inspires me to keep you know keep going at it. You know, people yeah. send me stuff, and I'm like, yeah, that that inspires me to keep keep working at it. But uh, that's gonna be my my next project, and uh, you know, it's about these these kids who are in high school and they're on their it's a small town, small midwestern town. I don't know where where are you guys based out of uh, Vegas. Okay, so not small. But- <laughs> I mean, I, I grew up in a small town, but and I, I no, Brian, me, yeah, you. No, I grew up in San Diego. 
<laughs> okay. <Yeah>. I, <laughs> we moved. We moved to a small town. Yeah, we moved to a yeah, small we, town we, in we Idaho. Small town, okay. Yeah. Oh, potatoes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, but you know, it's the funny thing. The funniest thing about that shit. Uh, sorry, is um, what do you call it? I'm pretty sure I've never even seen a potato farm. And my wife's like, "What are you talking about?" Every time we go on the freeway, like, look over to the left or right. I was like, "I don't. I think it's just a field." <laughs> like I think it's just, like they all grow underground, so like it's just like little hidden things. It's like don't tell anybody we're potatoes growing underground or something. I don't know. I've never seen. I've never been to that place where it's like world's biggest potato. Okay, cool. Like, <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, nope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <that's> so, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyways, uh, so. You know, it's about these these kids, these high school kids that live in this really small town in Midwestern, you know, um, and they're, you know, they're in this high school bowling league. They're what? on a bowling team. And uh, it's this really old, 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 small hometown bowling alley. And, you know, there's a tournament going on and a comet, you know, hits the ground. And soon thereafter, it's kind of like Slither where – you know, okay. people start acting weird. You know, the bowling alley owner is really weird. The bartenders is drunk. Um, you know, the town drunk and the sheriff is a town, you know, fuck up part of my language there. Um, oh, all great. And, you know, the bowling alley gets overtaken and these kids have to save their bowling alley and their town from these aliens in that um, order. In that order, yeah. And, <laughs> oh, while trying to win like the state bowling tournament, uh, yeah. Still. Um, and so you know, it's it's going to be a really a fun Spielbergian type film where you know it's a lot of you know humor, but also you know horror elements like monsters, slime, you know that kind of thing. Nice. That sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. Sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. I don't awesome. know if you ever taken bowling classes before. In I, college, yeah. dude. In college, I did, and we got extra crap. If we bought bowling balls, I was like, "Shit, I'll buy a bowling ball." You know, we already, you know, because I am a bowler, we already have the best bowlers in the world signed on to to make cameos. We have Jason Belmonte, Dang. we have Kyle Troop, we have pretty much the best bowlers in the wow. world wanting to to be a part of this because they they just want to get killed on camera so they're like coming up all all these ideas like oh what's the best way to get killed in a bowling alley um and so you know it's it's just going to be kind of you know we'll we'll just see what happens you have that one guy who did that where he just need like one or two pins or strike and he's like yeah who do you think you are i am have you seen that (laughs) you got that guy in it uh, no, I don't. I don't think he would do it. That would be hilarious, though. Yeah, he would be silly. He's like, "Who do you think you are? I am," and hangs up I on am. you. Mm-hmm. See? No, I think That's my fantastic. my mom's husband. Uh, he gets like three hundreds on like wee bowling, but <laughs> no, real life. It's one of those games too where my buddy sent us a picture where I think it's like pool and bowling where. I think you have to say, I haven't played this since I was this drunk or something every time you mm-hmm. start playing it. And otherwise, it doesn't count. I'm like, a much better bowler when I'm drunk. Yeah. If you get a couple drinks in you, like bowling's amazing. It's hilarious. It's fun. Yeah. 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 Like our college, uh, I went to Boise State and okay. I took, cool. yeah. So I went and I took a bowling class 
and they made a mistake. Well, I mean, I guess it's, I don't know, for professionals, but it told you how many miles per hour you were mm-hmm. bowling. And so we just got into like contests of like, who can bowl the fastest? And the team yeah. like, that's not what that's for. That's how you can regulate your speed and everything like that. And I was like, you can't give freaking 19-year-old like men a bowling ball and be like, hey, here's an eight-pound ball. How fast can you chuck it down the lane and see how many Always miles it's going? Yeah, yeah no. But I would like to say that I did win. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. But sorry, went off on that cool bowling tangent. <laughs> there you go. <clears throat> um, okay. So, do you have any movies to recommend to us? Because uh, we're always oh, trying to add geez. to our list. Oh, man. Um, no, I don't. I mean, Barn 2, probably. What did you say? The- what? It cut. Barn? Barn, Barn 2. Got that it. That was uh, on my radar. I wanted to hold off on one of the one or two of those for our October slate. Have you have you seen have you guys seen the original Barn? Uh, I started to watch it. I haven't really finished it. Yeah, you know, the Barn, I you know, it's a good once a year watch. I mean, I think the Barn 2, I mean, if you really like Halloween, I mean, that is like inspiration because somehow they just end up making a really good you know overall film that just is halloween in your face nice yeah that's awesome and uh where can people uh find you if they're looking for you uh yeah so throughout your handles not <laughs> Where do you go grocery I, shopping at? Walmart. I shop at Walmart. There we go. Uh, I don't have Twitter. Um, I don't have a personal Instagram. <laughs> right? Like, I don't think. Yeah, I had one for my kid. When he makes mistakes, we post it. Where it's like, ah. And he's just going to end up beating us up one day. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I have Facebook. That's pretty much what I use. I'm, you know, I'm not quite a boomer, but I, I met that like age group that Facebook was really popular when I was in college. And so I'm still kind of stuck in that era. Um, So I'm on, you know, Facebook under Brett Dieger. I'm always, you know, I'm always interested in talking about filmmaking, you know, don't be afraid to reach out and message me. I'm not a person that's going to be like, why are you, you know, I don't even know you, but I'm, you know, I'm easy to get a hold of or. That's, no, that's, that's awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. No, keep it up, man. Like I said, great movie. Well, the one that <laughs> bone <laughs> jangles. And yeah, yeah, as soon as cryptid. As soon as it comes out, we can get it. You know, I'd love to have you back on and talk about that one. Yeah, no, that's, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be good. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm always, you know, like I said, I'm, I plan on, you know, gearing, you know, back up things are, you know, I'm moving and whatnot and, uh, I'll have a lot more time, you know, to focus on, you know, filmmaking and whatnot too. So we got, we got a lot of stuff that we're hoping to get filmed. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Also, if you're ever in Vegas, we're going to be in Vegas, uh, December this year at the NFR, <clears throat> the national finals rodeo. You know what, my friend, I don't know if they still do it. They used to be the, the like head people of all that stuff. Really? Yeah. I own a, a Western. I own a Western apparel brand 
called Ramble Provisions that specializes in like Western, like cowboy hat, custom cowboy hats that we make in the United States. And uh, you know, yeah, after after we stop recording, I'll ask. I'll let you know their names and see if you know who they are. Sure, sounds good. Right, <laughs> just be like, hey, it's these people. Here's their addresses and their phone number. <laughs> Give me their handles. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I'll, uh, but I can go ahead and stop the recording then. But yeah, but uh, oh. I mean, definitely. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll cut that little piece out. But right, you know, you're uh, like, all right, well, thanks for coming with us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll cut that little bit. But yeah, um, no, yeah in. definitely. Like, we really appreciate you talking to us, and thank you, uh, thank you. I appreciate you guys making the time and inviting me out to. You know, I'm always interested in meeting new people, and you guys seem really cool. And awesome, um, yeah, I definitely will be listening to a lot more of your stuff. No, thank you. I think it's funny. We've had some directors <laughs> say it too. Like we've had some uh, directors and actors like, "Yeah, we listen to it. It's pretty funny." We're just like, "See, like we're not." Uh, you know, those nerds are like, "No, this movie sucked because this." You're just like, "No, like it's fun. Watch a movie if you don't." like watching horror movies and guess what don't watch a horror movie like i don't know when the last time i saw a musical was because guess what i don't watch musicals but (laughs) yeah quick thing when when bone jangles first came out i had a a reviewer (laughs) they asked the reviewer or whatever and their review of bone jangles was uh a twitter video of them cutting up the dvd with a scissors what? <laughs> but the fine did you give it to him or did they buy it? If we gave it to him. Oh, I'm what like, a dipshit. I'm like, what I mean, that was cool. I reposted it. I mean, I you know, that was back when I yeah. had her. Like, reposted. I'm like, hey. Find out why he cut it up. See? Yeah. Like there's Great. that bar that's like it's five stars, except for this one star by like Michelle. Find out why she only gave us one star. <laughs> yeah, how many more people are gonna be like I wonder why. Now I have to see that to see why he only gave one star. You know, like, what a nerd. Like, that was another thing to the yep. when we first started doing this was like, no matter what, like, you guys are doing a million times better anything that we could ever do, you know? And so, like, it's one of those things where it's like, why put somebody else down? Like, if you don't like it, then just shut up, you know? Like, I it's think and I, we've only seen, what, one movie, and the movie was good, and then the last, like, what do you say? Five minutes of that movie, and then you're just like, "No, don't go this way. Yeah. Stop now. Rewind it for like ten minutes, and then just end it right there." That's only yeah. one, and we've done how many episodes? Like a hundred something episodes. So about, you know, about, yeah, about, yeah, just about. Yeah. So no, it was really great. You know, really enjoyed, really enjoyed it, man. All right, thank you so much, guys. Thank All you. All right. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This podcast is available on all major podcast networks and YouTube. If you like what you're hearing, please follow, like, and subscribe on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook.